I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My bones are slowly turning to dust in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and joining me on the other line, lounging in the satellite branch, assumedly less dust-like, it's your girl, Caitlin McKinnon. Hello. Uh, Hamilton's beautiful today. I found out that the Italians would call uh, a blue sky like we're having right now mm-hmm. azure. Azure. They wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't call it blue. It would be azure. If you called it blue, they would think you were a weirdo. Um, and uh, I am. My bones are not slowly being ground to dust. They are slowly turning into jelly, like the rest of my body, because oh. I'm over thirty-five. <clears throat> Fantastic. Friends, this is episode 296 of the Geek Down Podcast. It's Fall Anime Preview Day. <gasps> so the format's going to be a little different, just yes. so as you know. But we like to shake it up sometimes. Sometimes. Listen, you got to do it for the disco. You know how we do. Do it for the disco. Mm-hmm. If you would like to any... If you'd like to listen to any of our other 295 episodes, you just take yourself wherever you get your audio content, be that Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, or Stitcher. Give us a rate, review, follow, subscribe. And when you do that, henceforth, you will never have to worry about downloading these episodes again because there's so much anime to watch. You don't have time to be keeping up on your podcast. You just need them brought to you. And they're going to be from the back of a rainbow main alicorn named Philip by someone who always watches both dubs of Pop Team Epic. It's your man's. Dr. Frosty. Shit. Dr. Frosty. Dr. Frosty, Dr. Chauncey Frostilicus III, geek down internet elf. Um, of course he does. He's not a degenerate. <laughs> Who would only watch the first 15 minutes of Pop Team Epic? Not Chauncey. He has respect for the creators and the male voice and the male say you. <laughs> not us, though. We are degenerates. Friends, if you'd like to chide us for never watching both versions of Pop Team Epic per episode, you can hit us up on Twitter.com slash GeekDownPod. It's where the show lives. Thank you for birthday tidings, friends. It was my birthday last week. I didn't bring it up on the show, just because I forgot, frankly. Um, but, <laughs> but some people did remember, including Caitlin McKinnon, who uh, once again mm-hmm. sent her uh, annual gallery of items that look like Jordan. And I got yep. I got to tell you, Kate... Yeah, posted a few of them on my on my Instagram this year. Uh huh. Peak peak engagement for my Instagram. <laughs> one person, uh, one person I know who works for a member of provincial parliament said they were yeah. laughing so hard. Someone came in their office and asked if they were okay. <laughs> Uh, this just means that after doing this for many, many years in the future, I will need to publish some sort of book <laughs> of, of birthday emails to Jordan. Oh, when, Annual birthday emails to Jordan. When I said that this was just this year's, there were people at Major Canadian Retailer who were like, what were the other years? Oh, they were all so good. <sighs> Turtles, bags, rocks. It's just, so it's, been a, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a ride, y'all. Uh, if you would like to... Donate to this endeavor financially so Caitlin can self-publish her book of birthday emails. <laughs> and over to ko uh, ficom slash geekdownpod. Three bucks in the old tip jar. Make it happen. Merch, merch 2023. That's what the Geek Down's about. 
Yeah. So as said, the format is a little different this week because it is such a such a beefy boy, probably, once we get talking about all them animes in the back half. So we're yeah. going to do away with news this week. So uh, long news. So long news. Get out of here. Even, Scram. Even though I was <laughs> even though I was reading a very fascinating article about the uh quick rise and fall of the G four relaunch, which I totally forgot to mention that G four like bye bye. G4, what's G4? G4 was the old uh, gamer network on cable that went oh. away, and then they tried to okay. bring it back as like a Twitch online, I don't know what. They didn't know what either, apparently, which is why it only lasted like seven months. Grand opening, grand closing. There, and I was reading an article in the Washington Post about how that happened. And I'll probably finish that article, but we're not going to talk about it here. Go on the Washington Post and find it if you're interested. God, I can't wait until millennials are like the main demographic for things like newspapers. It's like, <laughs> forget the geopolitical crises that are happening currently. Let's talk about video games. Yeah, we got to talk about we got to talk about what happened at G four. I need a, I need a fifth. I need a twenty five hundred word expose on what happened at G four. Also, yes, I do want to know which Marvel characters are most like the characters from um, the New Girl. Like I just, Jesus. Uh, welcome to the future. It is horrifying. Ant Man is clearly Schmidt. My God. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, I suppose we should just check in on our lives. Kate, how are you? How was your week? Um, I've had better weeks. <laughs> um, girls, I, I mean, girls, same. It's it's just the ongoing saga of having endometriosis, having a disease, right? Mm. That is not there is no cure for, and I I, I don't want to just talk about this in terms of just endometriosis, which is what I've got. Look it up; it's fun. Um, but also, just like anybody who has a full time job, I mean, thank God I don't have kids yet. Like I don't know how people who have kids and a job and a spouse and of just like a life deals with whether it's fatigue or it's fatigue caused by uh, your condition or some, or pain, you have some sort of pain, or if it's like even something like MS, right? Like how do you continue to function? And I think that's going to be like, my future will be just like reading. I'll just be that, you know, lady at the library who takes it like the 16 books on like (laughs) how to deal with chronic pain. Um, And because, you know, I I feel like a broken record, but when someone comes up to you and they're like, Oh, are you okay? You don't look so good. Or like, you look really pale or you, are you all right? You look really tired. I want to be like, this is always how I look. This is just me now. Um, but I, you know, I'm like, oh, but I don't, I used to be like, oh, I'm all right. And now I'll just tell people. I'll be like, oh, it's just the disease I've got. It's it's okay. And they'll be like, oh, which disease? And then I like, I have like a spiel now about like <laughs> endometriosis. And then weirdly, I now know like 20 people at work, like, who who are like oh yeah I have endometriosis mm. I, a bunch of them have had what I like to call the full ice cream scoop Jesus uh, the hysterectomy because it can get so bad that that's like if you're after you've had kids or the if you don't want kids full ice cream girl <laughs> what I okay the, I literally just told Jordan before we recorded that people get very uncomfortable by any sort of self deprecation or like a bit of my dark humor this is how I deal with my life oh my and God. here he is freaking out because I called it the full ice cream soup anyway so I've just that's been really awesome as well because I've been 
Um, I'm just going to go into full white bitch mode. I've been living my truth. Um, And and in doing so, or at least being really honest about like, no, I'm not feeling great. Or I'm actually in a lot of pain right now, but I've taken meds and I've got a heat pack and, you know, that's how I deal with it. you you got that industrial heating blanket, so... I do. And, and I have, I have layered, this is like some amazing, like final fantasy bullshit where I could just like layer <laughs> straight mithril'd up in here. Yeah. Um, but because I've been really honest, I've been able to connect with other people oh. and now we can sort of check in and they get it. And so if like I'm sick more often or, I don't get back to them right away about something. I think there's a little bit more empathy going around because they're like, yes, this person has a disease that has no cure and they're doing their best. And I feel like in life, you just got to give people more credit, even if they don't say it, especially if you come from a blue collar background. And we were talking about this too, where like you're told like you need to always try your best. Um, we're out here. We're trying our best. And sometimes that, our best is being literally wrapped in blankets on the couch watching watching anime. So, sometimes our best is pouring the cereal and then forgetting to eat it because you're so tired. Uh, as I look at my bowl of mini wheats that's been on the <laughs> counter for an hour. Because that's how my life's going. Because, uh, look, friends, for reasons we don't need to get into, I am on, I'm recording this. After my six of what will be, I think, nine straight 5 a.m. starts at Major Canadian Retailer, because it life bees like that sometimes. If you're wondering why my bones are dust, that's why. <laughs> Fucking sweet release, supply chain, please. <laughs> please help me. Sorry, that made it sound like they had a back room where they put you down. <laughs> Uh, it's like your options are work six days in a row or we'll put you down in the back. It's fine. Those are your options. Feels like that sometimes. Oh, God. So that's it. No news. Keep it moving. Kate's got a heart out. And if you're like, oh, but there was news. This happened. Fine. You do it. (laughs) We are are extra punchy today, friends. (laughs) <laughs> you record a segment, we'll just stitch it in right here, right send, now. We'll be like, this is news in. brought to you by Open. And then the, you put your name and then you tell us the news and then we'll stitch it in. We'll, just, a, we'll Frankenstein it. And it, yes, I know that's the doctor. Calm down. It's a great opportunity to expose your content to tens of people. <laughs> but they're the best tens of people. They're the best. Listen, we got global reach, y'all. Only ten of them, but they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Never, never know. Never know where the geek down posse is gonna gonna be rolling up. And sometimes there's like we we like I'll look at the numbers and there are a lot of listens. And I mean we've talked about this before. There'll be like random people in Germany, and we know they're continuing to listen because it's always like there's like three people in Germany, but there's always three people in Germany. And I'm like, come on, send us an email. I want to know who you are. Tell me about your life. Don't get shame. <laughs> And yes, tell us about your life. Um, so we are just going to go straight into what would be the uh, the halfway point in the first quarter. Kate, you got any updates that aren't all the anime you watch that you would like to talk about? Yes. Um, Andor. Yo. Uh, Yo. You are I... sick of hearing us talk about Andor every week, but you, my God. 
so that there is again this is a very spoilery podcast so if you don't want to know if you haven't seen the latest episode of andor you don't want to know like just skip ahead a bit um but the moment where the police officer detains him i was like i I was like my i had like a fucking out of body experience like Like, where are the angry star wars nerds who are like why are you making the empire like you know corrupt cops like like it's which is i mean that's how he gets militarized like and and like but it was so accurate it was, I'm just like friends. I I I know, I'm I'm a white lady. It's never happened to me. Right. Uh, I'm very lucky in this world, and I know that. That's um. That's called white I've, privilege, friends. If you're out yeah, here saying you I've don't had, have any, that's what it looks I've like. I've had friends who've gone through it, and when they describe it to me, that's like exactly how, like it's oh, it was. It gave me actual chills, and even the sentencing, right? Like the, I mean, it was a little bit. They made it kind of dark humory, um, but still like very accurate. We know that uh, people of color get sentences that are far longer for the same crimes right. as white counter like like the white counterparts who are committing the same the same crimes. Um, and so I just like uh, I was just like I was like this episode was so amazing. Um, and then Senior correspondent Chris told me apparently they have low numbers of people watching. Really? And I was like, I don't know. I got to look into that more. But I was like, how, though? This is one of the best things to come listen, out of the Star Wars universe. Listen, the most consistent man at forever. work, the most consistent man at work the other week asked me, are you still watching Andor? I said, yeah. He's like, are you bored to tears every week? I said, girl, no. No. What are you talking about? Um. I think it's not I, – I do wonder if what senior correspondent saw is prob- – I'm inclined to think it's maybe correct. I think maybe it's a little too heady and it's a little too – how do you say it's not flashy-flashy when you had like literally a bank heist uh, on the last episode? <laughs> I know. And- I think – you know what You know what this reminds me of? This is so weird to bring up, but this is kind of – okay, so if you know Star Trek, you know um, – Voyager, one of the groups that was very important, especially at the beginning of the story, was the Maquis. Um, and I feel like th- it's so weird to say because I know Star Wars by and large, it's like it's the space opera, right? It's the light swords and the big battles and stuff. And I don't like that in in my Star Trek. Mm. But bringing some of that Star Trekness mm. into Star Wars, right. I'm a I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely it's not as flash. It's not like the Mandalorian is a comic book, right? It's it's yeah. real. It's bright colors and simple, and everything is very black and white. And there are good guys and bad guys. And this is all like the the fucking scene where Mon Mothma and her like banker friend are like walking, and he doesn't want to tell her too much because he's clearly gone radical, and he has no idea how far she, off that end she's gone, and. And she still doesn't tell him. And she's trying to communicate what she needs from him without saying it. Like, And they like, keep smiling, like, every couple minutes. I loved it. Like, the show is just, the whole scene with fucking, like, he goes back to try and get his, you know, adopted mom. And the whole story about, you know, I can't walk, you know, I never walked through the square because that's where he was hanging. And then, you know, the day I heard about 
the day, the day the news broke about this bank job or this, you know, barracks raid, I walked through the square with my head, with my head high. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's, I, maybe I'm just a fucking nerd, but that was like some powerful shit, man. Like I was, I was totally moved by that. Um, and even just like shouts to the music when he went to that little beach planet and like, I heard, oh up, my God. I heard up tempo kind of space pop music in a star Wars show. I was like, what are you doing? This is fantastic. You mean the Miami of the galaxy <laughs> where all the old aliens were just like hanging, playing space chess. Yes. It was amazing. Fantastic. And shouts. I've heard, I don't know his name, but I heard Tony Gilroy on Chris and Andy talking about how his partner really like the, 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 Dave Filoni and John Favreau of this show is Tony Gilroy and the like set designer, the guy who him and his team draft all the stuff, the physical objects, you know, like, yeah. And how lived in it looks like Fiona Shaw's coffee pot or that like old timey coffee pot. I actually focused in on that because I was like, that is so beautiful because it's so 70s Star Wars because that's, you know, originally, obviously, that Star Wars was made in the 70s. And so everything looked futuristic, but also 70s. It's the 70s version of the future. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just so perfect. I couldn't get over it. I kept on talking about it. And like, to me, what I noticed, what I zeroed in on was that like old style, like credit card swiper for like the sentencing scene. Where like yes. his little punch card goes down and that's the, the yeah. verdict instead of a gavel is like a chunk chunk on this thing. I was like, that's, it doesn't need to be flashy. It just looks lived in and thought about. And like, I appreciate that. And that's why like, you know, it's disheartening if it's not getting the numbers we feel it should, but that doesn't make it any, we know we got 24 episodes of this. They're already committed. Like, so we're going to get, there's no risk of cancellation here. We're going to be. And I, I have a feeling that. As the show gets more intense and probably like there is a little, a little bit more flash when they do sort of maybe more jobs or more um, uh, uh, hits against the Empire, I feel like people will then be like, oh, I haven't been watching. Let me catch up. Mm. And that might boost the numbers. And also just look forward to me anytime someone has an opinion about something or want to ask me something, me going – thesis <laughs> fucking love that dude so uh, i love her she's such a miserable cunt and i she's... love it wow i love it so much uh the, the, those, just, those being her, the uh the the empire is like espionage spy team basically and her 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 smile when she fucks that other guy over <laughs> delightful lived it loved it <sighs> That dude was a uh, he was he was the weird maester. he was Cersei's maester on uh, on Game of Thrones wasn't he isn't that that dude uh, I can't remember. I didn't know it I wasn't um, oh, I stopped watching after season right. four right. so you probably didn't meet him but I'm pretty sure it's the same dude anyway so yes once again we've talked 20 minutes about Andor what else you what else you want to talk about um, I watched a really bad thing on Netflix but I feel like it's that's unfair so I watched the School for Good and Evil. Mm. Um, which is based off of a series of books. Um, and it was just like, it was very hokey. And apparently it's, it's not got great ratings on any of the rating sites, but I'm also like, unless you got a bunch of 11 year olds to rate it, it's not going to be accurate. If this came out when I was like 11, 12, I would have just, this would have been my favorite movie of all time. (laughs) Um, it was fun. It was stupid. It was like a little bit of Harry Potterness. It was all about the importance of like friendship 
um, over romantic love, which to me is always a really good, good thing to sort of drive home for people. Um, I don't know. I just, it was, it was fun and silly and delightful and stupid. And that's fine. We're allowed to have those things. And people are probably like, you know, the, the acting is great and the costumes are great and the CGI is great. And pro- people are probably like, well, the storytelling's not very advanced. Oh, uh, go suck eggs. Like, <laughs> this is for, this is for kids. We're so punchy today. Well, I just, I kind of, so, so entertainment's supposed to be the place where it's supposed to be the warm bath of our lives, right? Like it's supposed to be just fun. And, and I, I watched someone on like who does shorts on YouTube and, and he had a, a video and we've talked about this before, um, about how he really likes, um, um, She-Hulk and, he was sort of stitching some other guy freaking out about She-Hulk and being like, look, I really like She-Hulk. You don't. It's not for you. It's not even for me, really. <laughs> He's like, and that's okay. And and so when people sort of like give things ratings and I'm like, it's it's not for you. It's for kids. Unless the kids are doing the ratings and they've given me their opinion. <laughs> I, I don't really care, adult person, you know. 56 year old man how you felt the school of good and evil was like I just feel like there are things in now which is great that aren't for me and aren't for you and and that's okay we can hey it's peak entertainment uh society now like there's stuff for everyone and and not every not everything has to be for everyone and I just feel like we sometimes rate things too harshly when they give us enjoyment and we should just relax a little bit that's it uh yeah that's it all right myself uh two things that will not come up in uh the back half of the show but do fit the theme uh in addition to everything i watched to do this episode i also took some time you know i was just in crunchyroll why not why not get caught up while i'm in crunchyroll uh Uh spy family also returned the three episodes in the new core or arc have dropped. Um, they finally got the fucking dog, which is all I was waiting for. <laughs> He's a big floofy boy and he goes borf and he has a bow tie for a collar and he can see the future. Oh my God, yes. Yes. Um, and he can see the future. I just want to re- reiterate that. Um, so, of course, the bond between he can see the future in his brain and Anya can read his mind because she's you know a telepath. And the two of them together are fucking delightful they went to a dog park in the last episode and it was such a charming what a charming 23 minutes of television that was the show remains questionable for being as popular as it is um which is the theme that'll probably come back in the second half of the show um but anya continues to do all the heavy lifting there although your did kick a car off the road uh in a recent episode so that was that was fun as well um (laughs) And I mentioned it earlier as a joke about Chauncey, but Pop Team Epic is also back for a second season. It plays out exactly the same way the first season did. Which is fine. F- 15 minutes. The show is really 15 minutes, but then it repeats with different voice actors. It's the weirdest format. I don't know why they do this, but that's what they because do. Because they love us. <laughs> they, that's why. They do love us. When you are familiar, <laughs> nothing will... like. The first season of Pop Team Epic was such a fucking brain buster for me. Like, what even is this? And now that you're on to the gimmick, it's like, you know what you're getting. You know, shit post the anime is kind of a hard 
thing to maintain for a second season, but I'm happy there's more of it. I'm just happy it's there. Thanks for coming out, Pop DM Epic. It's uh, a warm bath. That's all. Theme song, not nearly as good as last year's theme song. I will say that, though. Um, Res Dogs and Reboot both continue to be amazing. Um, great episode of Reservation Dogs. Um, on Again, the, whole, the entire season has aired in America, but we are week to week and behind here in Canada. So this was an episode about the uh, the police chief. He always tends to get an episode, which is the one that goes the weirdest and the right. most sort of mystical. And this one mm-hmm. did as well. He was tripping balls with the uh, with the meth head guy <laughs> out in the woods, <laughs> and it was very enjoyable. It also involved weird uses of catfish, but less said about that, the better. Okay. Follow up to something we mentioned before, and also ties into something. Uh, I watched, um, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that, uh, K-pop idol group EXID is celebrating their 10th anniversary, despite not having an agency and all belonging to different agencies. And it's, I was fascinated by the business of how this happened. Um, they've been doing promo here and there, not a ton, certainly not to the level of that, like, you know, new jeans or someone like that is doing, you know, what the, the young up and comers, the fresh clones as Kate likes to call them. Um, yep. they have been doing as much press, but they've done a bit here and there and, to your question from a couple weeks ago, they did buy the name. Oh, they okay. acquired their. That's why they can use the name. Their old, uh, the old agency which owned it when they were folding, they let them have the name. So that's why they've always said every time they do solo activities, they're you know I'm honey of EXID. They always keep the name out there. Um, right. And infamously, two of the infamous clips in the history of EXID promo. And again, this is this is what's fascinating to me about this versus uh, like Japanese pop because. The perfume would never. Um, it's basically them at dinner getting progressively hammered <gasps> no. and singing, like performing songs. So they did one of these again. They call them a tipsy live. They did one of these <laughs> for this little album cycle. And it's got a whole like crowd, like barking, backing vocals at them. And it's just, it's just like a rowdy ass <laughs> party. It's amazing. And, yeah, definitely not perfumes per- style. God, so. like perfume would never. My but, you know, perfume's like the classy older sister. <laughs> These, EXID is not that. This was very loud. No, they are trash and, and, and you love them for and it. And it was very amusing. Made me very happy to see, just to see them having a good time. You know, that's that's what made it fun. Um, Kate? Yeah. One last follow-up. We will recall, I thought I was at a sickness crisis point. You know, okay. what'll, you know what'll get you over that? What? Really cheap records on Japanese auction sites. Oh, you've now, oh no. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, goodbye Japan 2023, 2024, 2025. Um, uh, like every day I just kind of like, bing, $5, $5 for another one. Because here's the thing, you use a proxy shipper, right? Because they won't, yeah. so they won't sell to you directly. You need like a Japan mailbox. Yeah. So I've become a real Bai pro lately, and Bai is oh. the service that you know they do the bidding and the, all that on your behalf, and then it goes to right. a warehouse, and the warehouse has a shelf with your name on it. And they're just like, you're supposed to have 30 days to ship it out. One of the kids at work, yeah. who's a giant weeb, tipped me off to the fact that like ever since COVID, that's just been indefinite. <laughs> oh. There's no time limit to how long the shit can stay there, so I can buy the shit, and then it just piles up. <laughs> Yeah. I can decide to ship that stuff out whenever I feel like it. If I really feel like spending the money right now, cool. Just stay there. 
Yeah, and when your shipping crate comes, and I get a call to help you unload yeah, um, the... To that end, we will see uh, how that um, 60 LP lot of 80s Japanese ladies I saw today, what oh that gets God. up to. Oh, my God. Caitlin, it's, it's $30 right now for 60 records. That's 50 cents okay, a record. Yeah. Shipping crate. We're just going to we're gonna do the podcast <laughs> in a couple months from the shipping crate. Um, where Jordan has like 50,000 records and I get like two pens and some stationery. Caitlin, I just, for like $4 today, I got some record by like the Japanese Lizzo. She sings and she gets busy on the flute and she sings. (gasps) Come on. Come on. Maybe, maybe this is actually a good idea. You've You've seen the appeal. So it turns out, yes. the, it turns out the Japanese folks will sell to each other way cheaper than they'll sell to the Geico Kujin. So, I got to yes, I got to get in sneakier. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> friends, that's developing. I'll keep you posted on the, on the Twitters. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll do a video. I, remember, I did that video of all the records I bought during quarantine. Maybe, if, maybe mm-hmm. if I get sixty LPs of Japanese <laughs> Japanese women in the eighties, like ninety percent of which I've never seen before, we'll just do like. You know a huge why this ass. is going to be so expensive, right? The shipping. Uh no, no, Jordan. It's going to be because you have to move apartments because you have no more room. I have for room. records. Listen, shut up! I have room. <laughs> Oh, really? Here's room. There's strategy. Oh, that's right. Of of course, you have your windowsill. How could I forget the windowsill Girl, it's not going to have to go to the windowsill. Just calm down. Um, It's going to be fine. mm -hmm. It's going to be fine. Listen, the second somebody gets a whiff of this auction, it's going to go through the roof, and it's going to be a moot point. But currently, while it's sitting at $30, fuck yeah. It's not going to be the only one, though. God, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me. Anyway, friends, we're going to take a break right here. And when we get back, settle in. We got some long talking to do. Settle in, buckle up, get some snacks. So we got to talk about all that anime. It happens ever, ever so irregularly. It's the Geek Down Pods Fall 2022 anime preview. And we're going to get into that after this. And welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the things we have brought each other. Yeah. Um, as Jordan mentioned, it is fall anime preview. So we have a bunch of anime to talk about. Um, Jordan, where do you want to start? Um, so I guess. Oh, oh, sorry. And you're like, Jesus. oh, sorry. You're like, why, why isn't Caitlin talking with the rules? And that's because according to Jordan, it's anime preview. There are no rules. There are no rules. Listen, you know, talk about the rule of three. These shows are all new. They don't have three episodes. Huh? Huh? Save, I'm just saying. Hashtag, rule two. Hashtag save it for the pod. Well, you done already broke that one. So. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even say what I felt about it. You, I just said did. what, what senior correspondent you said. Did. And then he went off. You did. And he told me basically you his did. rundown of every anime ever. And then I was like, you what did, are you though. doing? And he's like, but the thing no is, rules. No rules. But you did. So it's just wild and crazy. More chaotic but than usual. It's the Wild West. It's the Wild Wild West, featuring Cisco and Cool Moldy. Podcast episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
And the third rule is there will, spo- there will be spoilers, but how much can we really spoil in one episode? Uh, a little bit, maybe. And for some of these, I know we didn't watch just one episode because there were things that we'll talk about. Um, yeah. We curate selections from the mm-hmm. current anime season when we do one of these. Um, and my general rule is I like to pick ones that are new premieres. I don't want to pick yeah. the, the second season of something. Um, I don't want to pick the second or third season of something. And I generally try to combine marquee triple a titles with some maybe lesser known sleepers. Um, and I had picked five. We tried to limit it to five cause we cannot do all the anime that drop it in a single season. As said, uh, my bones are turning to dust. Do you think I do you think I can watch forty <laughs> premieres? No. Unless no. someone wants to, to pay us I mean, full that, time that's to do this. Just gonna say, not for free. Can't do it for free. Um so I selected a few and then I sent Caitlin like anime news networks like rundown of all the episodes and I said if there's if there's one in there that's catching your attention, this one I'm not too sure about, we can swap things in and out. And she did pick one, so we're gonna start there. And yeah. the one oh, okay. she picked, the one Caitlin picked, and when I read the description, I went, oh, okay, maybe. That was Raven of the Inner Palace, Kokio no Karasu, which is based on a uh, Japanese light novel series written by Kokushi Urakawa and illustrated by Ayuko. Um, it's been published, the light novels have been running from 2018 to 2022, and the anime is produced by Bandai Namco and premiered in October 2022. I don't have a brief synopsis in front of me, but Caitlin apparently does. Would you like to briefly synopsize this show? Uki is an imperial concubine who has never been called to the emperor's bedchambers and maintains a singularly unique life within the harem chambers. Seen by some as having the appearance of an old woman and some others as a young lady, she is known to use mysterious magic that helps with everything from finding lost items to inflicting curses. When a circumstance makes the emperor call on her, their meeting will change history. Uh, Should also be said, yes, this takes place in a fictitious ancient China. And should be said, when you're looking at still images of this show, it looks gorgeous. And mm-hmm. you cannot wait to get into it. I'm still unsure quite what to make of this show. Um, and I have watched, I, I watched more than one. I think I, I think I watched three. Good Lord. Because it also should be said, because of some late release dates, uh, we're doing this a little later in the season we, than maybe we would. So some shows have more than one episode out. Uh, and I watched maybe three of this one. I'm not sure what to make of it. Kate, what are, are you in or out on Raven of the inner palace? Um, Jordan. Uh Oh, she literally solves ghost <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> I fucking knew it. I am so in the second. I realized it was just fucking ghost mystery of the week. I'm like, Oh my God, it's ancient China murder. She wrote, she's so in on this. I'm so in. Plus she has, her, there's this own mystery about her background and about her powers and the shot, the sailor moon shot of her pulling the flower <laughs> out of her hair that they do at, like it's, at least twice an episode. That, I like, will take, I would take 10 hours of just that animation over and over again. It's so beautiful. It's like the one note I have, the one critique is just kind of like, oh, they repeated some animation. Every time she does a spell, she has one way of doing a spell. She takes a flower out behind her hair and goes, and that's, 
and blows and it's beautiful and yeah, i would look, take it, it so really many good. times it's so good um and yeah. yeah like animation is 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 hey it's better than like utena and you make me watch that every year um How dare you. no 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 it, it actually the animation is is fine I, I i i'm sure you have a much more and i'm not being i'm not being catty i swear I, you have a much uh like you have a much better eye for it you watch way more anime than i do um but i thought it was fine um it can be a little bit um, uneven, um, but it's, yeah, really, it's, it's doing a lot. I think that's what makes it uneven. Is it's a bunch of different things. Yes, it's ghost mystery. There's a bit of like, you know, there's obviously some romance going on there. The emperor is just so drawn to her, and she's been you know told she has to isolate herself deep in the palace. There's court intrigue. There's oh, all- and but also really cool thing there was a character from the first so the first two episodes were like a split yes episode um there was a character in that and she's back for the third episode mm. and i thought they were just it was going to be like you know like you said you know mystery of the week and we would never hear from these people ever again and there she was and I was like, that's amazing. Oh, do you mean the, I, uh, the woman with her tongue cut out? Sorry, that's really, yes, it's really, the, gra- it's really graphic to say, but it's just, it's a detail of the, of the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's just, she's, she's there doing her job and, and I'm just, and yeah. I, I liked that it was like played for comedy that she just keeps kind of like now taking on. <laughs> she's been like alone for, you know, decades, but now suddenly she's got all these like just kind of people who are like hanging around her and she's like yeah. she's the definition of the the tsundere where she's like she clearly longs for human connection but like it kind of recoils from it at the same time mm-hmm. um i i appreciated how like fully developed the world felt i mean this mm-hmm. comes from being based from novels where like it was just all laid out like there the, there's a previous dynasty and mystery surrounding them there's the emperor stories of the emperor's mother and all the other uh you know ladies in waiting from the court and just like it's you walk into it and you're like there is some I'm walking into something with a deeper history um, and they also resolve things like better not not in a um, uh, what is it the word when things do the same thing over and over again repetitive uh, no uh, trope they mm-hmm. do they resolve things in an untropy manner so I thought that the dowager or the the empress from before who obviously like murdered um the the current emperor's mother i thought she was gonna be like the big big bad no 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 no. he chops her head off in the second episode like problem solved yeah problem solved like done and i was like oh and so that's the other thing if they they solve things in a a manner that i i'm not always thinking they will and like they they leave these breadcrumbs of mysteries um as well about like her background and about the the, like you said the previous dynasty and anyways i yeah so i've really been enjoying it and uh yeah it's been great i liked it so yeah i think it's not it's not the top of my viewing list per se of the things i i checked out uh both for this episode and just kind of on my own but it's it's definitely intrigued me enough to uh if it doesn't, you know, wear out its episode count, I'd be curious. Just I'll probably stick with it for a season, just to see how how it develops. It definitely left enough uh, bread, like you said, left enough breadcrumbs or or mysteries I want to see unfold. And should be said, she is a character is you know compelling. You root for her. She's you want yeah. to see 
her kind of like re-enter the world and you know develop connections to people and such. So it's a, it's a cool show. I hang with also, it. Also, shout out shout out to Unix. Um, <laughs> shout out to Unix. Um, and 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 I don't know if this is a good segue into other things, mm. um, but literally everything we watched, the intros and outros were bangers. I mean, I was like, I was gonna say, I was gonna, I was gonna say it for, specifically call it out for other things we're gonna talk about later, but yeah, good call, good call out. <laughs> Some- and that really, like, honestly, sometimes I m- might have thought, like, oh, I'm not going to watch the next episode, but I'm like, but I really want to hear that intro again, so I'll just like let it let it roll. And the Raven show, like, this show has such a weird opening, but I watch it every time. Oh, I know it's and weird. The, it's and, and weird. The music's like, really good. It's, it's like jazzy, yeah, it's like 80s a, pop. It's like a waltz, and the the, yeah. the singer Queen B is the singer, and so it's a really. The tone of her voice is very weird. It's it's a very interesting, very interesting theme song. Um, okay, so keeping it moving, moving on. What do we want to go to next? Oh, let's go here. Um, sometimes I see things advertised, and it is like, well, that was made for me. And if we're doing a preview, we have to check that out. And <laughs> so I knew definitely on the list was going to be Occupy Made War. <laughs> This is a original anime, not based on anything else, made for made for animation, mm-hmm. produced by Sai Games and PA Works. It is directed by Soichi Masui and written by Hoshihiro Hiki. Um, it premiered on October 7th, 2022. It is on Crunchyroll. Set in Akihabara in 1999, a 17-year-old girl named Nagomi Wahira begins her new job working at a pig-themed maid cafe, trying to follow her dream of being a cheerful and hardworking maid. However, Nagomi soon finds the world of maid cafes in Akihabara is a lot more cutthroat than she anticipated at first, because they are all funded by the Yakuza. (laughs) And there are turf wars, and the hook of this show is, you know, at the two-thirds mark, a total bullet ballet... Oh my god. Gun massacre <laughs> happens amongst these frilly costume wearing maids. And I don't know. I did not get th- through the entire second episode. I, I don't know if the show can sustain the joke, shall we say? Um, because that clip went viral immediately. The clip from the ending of the episode where. So it's basically, she starts working, her and another, as everyone's pointed out, older, she's in her 30s, but older maid, both started working on the same day. Some guy shows up asking about money, and then it's like, oh, you can't pay, well, then you got to go do this, and the manager of the maid cafe sends both the new, the new girls off to go deal with it. And it's like, do you think they can do it? And yeah, absolutely. I have faith in them. Why are you making a help wanted poster? <laughs> that was actually quite funny. Um and then they go, and um, it's a rabbit-themed <laughs> maid cafe. And when all hell breaks loose, it breaks loose, superimposed with you know the the marquee song performance at the pig cafe, and with the glow sticks, you cannot forget the glow sticks. But the glow sticks were knives, <laughs> and it was or or part of or and her gun, her like, like the, the shine her, off like, her gun attacks or her gun. Yeah, her gunfire is like in rhythm with the song and it's basically like the most violent crowd participation of an idol song you've ever seen and it's delightful question mark in that moment but 
I don't know. I really wanted this to like be my show of the season. Spoiler right. alert, it is not. Um I no. don't I don't know if the joke is going to maintain. Um how do you feel? Uh, honestly, just just like a one my, and done or my, my only I, I loved the violence of it. Like the graphic <laughs> violence. Like I actually was like, Oh, this is great. Kate, Kate loves her gore. Um my my only problem is is I know I'm, I'm like a suspension of disbelief. I'm like literally, it's a gun battle. Like, like it just. I, I mean, why? Why am I even? Why do? Why is this the thing I focused on to be like? That doesn't seem likely. <laughs> if you had a very important turf war going on, why would you have someone who is obviously like na- like naive? Like she doesn't. No, this is what the main, maybe they talk about it in the second or third episode where they think that she knows what she's getting into. But I would, I would have loved it if there was even a throwaway line where everyone thinks she knows mm. that, that they're like, it's actually they're gangsters, I guess you would say, um, or assassins or some sort of, there's been some sort of mix up. Um, with like paperwork or something. And that's why she's in the situation because you wouldn't bring a newbie <laughs> to, to do this. If you have like important, does this make any sense? I, I feel I like g- such a weirdo harping on this <laughs> point, but this is the only kind thing of. I was you, like, well, that's would, not very believable. You would think if she, you know, was as fascinated with maid cafes as she was and that interested in them. And it was such a key component of like her interest and personality. At some point, somebody might've told her, you know, they're all run by the Yakuza, right? Or they're, they're money, right? la- they're money laundering schemes for the Yakuza. That might have crossed her path at some point, that fact. She may have heard that at some point. Um, and yeah, maybe there will be some, like, when it becomes clear to her, someone will say to her, you really never knew, and it'll be explained why she never knew, but they did not do that in the first episode. No. Um, and that were, that's why I was like, mm. but everything else was was fun. Um, I love the girl who comes off as super cutesy being like, I will burn this whole place to the ground. <laughs> um, I love the, like like, stressed out manager. Um, I will say the one, so I did get through part of the second episode, um, because this is not on Crunchyroll. The whole point of Sony buying everything was that everything was supposed to end in one spot. High dive. I don't need you starting to get, uh, you, you don't need to start trying to be a player now at this stage in the game. High dive. Like, no, it calm is down. causing me a lot of issues. <laughs> you making me set sail and I hung up, <laughs> I hung up my swashbuckling gear. I don't. I don't want to do it anymore. You're making me do it. Yeah, well, I got a three-point hat if you need it, because I was like, <laughs> yep, going to the high seas. As, as we say all the time, it bees like that sometimes. You make it hard, that's what happens. Um, but there was a scene in the second episode where the manager was like, because they still haven't paid the money, and she's like at a meeting with you know the Yakuza Connect and a bunch of other cafe bosses, and they're using her as a golf tee. She has to sit there and hold a tea in her teeth while they take swings at the driving range. Oh, how very Heather's. Um, is that a Heather's thing? Yeah, it's a Heather's thing. Oh, well, look at that. Kate with the Kate with the pop culture. Someone you probably knew yeah. that too if she even made it to the far in the episode and she's screaming at me <laughs> for not knowing that. Um, so yeah, I don't... I'm surprised at how uncompelled I am to keep watching it. And I, I didn't have a bad time with it. I just didn't didn't hit as much as I expected it to. It's not bad, but it's definitely, no. it's probably, probably my least favorite of everything we watched, surprisingly. 
Which doesn't say it was bad. I just of all the things I'm looking at here on the list, it was my least favorite thing. Is that about where you were at with it, or did you have a different take? Um, I have a, a slightly different take. It was fine. I may check out another episode because I really did like the gunfights. I don't. I mean, you know, there it, it's actually not as fan servicey as I thought it might be. Mm. Um, and they make kind of there is that making a little bit of fun of gentlemen who are regulars at made cafes. Um, and, uh, and, 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 but it was, it was fine. I mean, the made cafe, I mean, the skirts are a little short, but Hey, I can't win them all. Um, but really it brings me to mind, um, a couple of other things and specifically something I'd like to call a tale of two perverts. Um, Ah. (laughs) and, and so the tale of two perverts is where I'm going to talk about two things that we watched. Um, Urasai Yatsura and Chainsaw Man. I'm going to just talk about them a little bit and then we'll, we'll go into them a little bit more. There is one of the main characters of Urasai Yatsura and the main character of Chainsaw Man. Both are what you could describe as perverts in their own way. Mm-hmm. In, now, I know Urasai Yatsura is a remake of an anime and of of course a manga from from the 80s yes um and so it it has that 80s sensibility if you want to call it um but i'm gonna put it this way it was the longest 23 minutes of my life um oh but we'll get into that and and part of it was because the the character um it's just a lot of like there's a lot of boobs. There's a lot of like him looking at other women, even though apparently he's in love with this, this girl. And I know that's part of the series. And then there's Chainsaw Man where I've never cheered on a young man wanting to touch boobs more in my entire life where it's such a, like, it comes from such a place of like sweetness and just like, I, I don't I, I we can probably get into it a little bit more, but I just Let's, I'm like, you know what? Make your goal touch but he's not gonna force himself on anybody. He would just like permission to touch someone's boobs Jesus. once in his life and he can and die happy. And I am like, you know what? Boobs are great. I am rooting for you, young man. <laughs> Let me know if I could do anything to do, help. Do your best, Denji. Um yeah. okay, let's get into this. So this was probably Ursa Yetza was probably my marquee pick. I was super amped when I heard this was announced. Um, it is based, as Kate said, on a on a one of the pillar manga of the 80s done by uh, Rumiko Takahashi, who is the, if Osama Tezuka is the god of manga, she is obviously the goddess. She is a titan of Japanese comics. She's responsible for Ursa Yatsura, Rama One Half, Maze Nokoku, Inuyasha, Mermaid Saga. She's still working. She's, Mao is her latest. She's just a titan, an absolute titan. And this is one of her earlier works, if not her first. Um, it is. It started in 1978 wow. and ran to 1987 uh, for 366 chapters. Um, and it tells the story of Ataru Moroboshi, said pervert, and the alien Lum who believes she is Ataru's wife after he accidentally proposes to her. The series yes. makes heavy use of Japanese mythology, culture, and puns. 
Ursay Yatsura launched Takahashi's career and received positive reception in and out of Japan from fans and critics alike. Won some awards, etc., etc. And yes, this is a uh, 2022 remake, uh, new adaptation. Uh, it is part of Fuji TV's Noidamina block, which we generally are very much fans of. We found lots of fun shows over the years on that. Um, I was so disappointed, Kate. <laughs> because really? it looks gorgeous. Amazing. It's like phenomenal. Gorgeous. It's the I cannot get over how amazing this show looks. It is the best look it's the best looking show, and that alone will probably keep me coming in the door. And just Takahashi's art is gorgeous, and this is animated so beautifully. Oh and, my god. <laughs> you but, think we're joking and we're not. But it is literally the same jokes, the same narrative. It is not made contemporary in any way. And you will either be charmed like that or roll your eyes at it. And I was rolling my eyes. A Longest lot. 23 minutes, I'm telling you. <laughs> a lot. I also didn't expect it to have like the kind of split story type thing. Like the whole gimmick is aliens show up and it's like, What's the, it's a very seventies gimmick, but it's like, it's like, we've picked some dude at random and it's this dude. Okay, cool. And he has to play a game of tag with the alien Lord's, uh, daughter. He's got to grab her by the horns. And that's, that's the gimmick. He's got a week to grab her by the horns and that's how he wins a tag. And if he wins, then he's, uh, then they won't invade. And if he loses, well, so long earth. Um, and then, you know, played for comedy. He's not very athletic. He's very inept. Lum can fly and shoot electricity. It's a whole thing. Um, and then he gets spurred on by the girl he likes claiming that she will marry him if he wins to try to motivate him. So he's just running, screaming about marriage the whole time. Um, and womp womp yanks Lum's top off. So she gets embarrassed as she covers herself. And that's how he manages to get a hold of her horns. And, wins the game of tag and now he's a hero oh my god he's so masculine and all his talking about marriage lum assumes that that means love at first sight and he assumes she assumes that meant he was proposing to her haha <laughs> hijinks ensue <sighs> it, it's lit i mean it is a product of its time and it is still a product of its time this isn't like i was thinking do we ever talk about it on a show there was that show about the quintuplets Osumatsu-san or something. Did we ever watch that on the uh, show? I don't remember. No, no. Um, it was a like sixties comic that they made a new version of in the, a few years ago. And it was fantastic because they brought them into the present day. Right. And, you know, took the jokes from the Showa era and like tried to <laughs> make them better basically. And this right. show is not trying to do that at all. At least in the early goings, maybe they will find room for flexibility. Um, I also can't tell he's got a cell phone and he's swiping in the opening credits, but there's nary a sign of any of that in the actual show. So right. is it still set in the eighties? Is it present day? It should be present day. To be honest, they should have gone that route. Maybe they just thought that would be too much work, but it's, it was, I was very frustrated by it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I just, it, it was a lot of eye rolling again. This is not for me and that's fine. Um, but I wish it was because it's so beautiful. <laughs> Like, I could not get over, I, I mean, senior correspondent came by a couple times, and I was like, 
he's like, you look, you have like a pained look on your face. And I was like, this show is so beautiful, but so bad. Um, I honestly, if they would do that with like Utena, I would watch every single hmm. Utena episode. They wouldn't even have to update it for the present. They just had to update the animation. And I would, you could have her going up the stairs as many times as you wanted in an episode. And I would watch it. Um, it was fine. I... You know how I feel about like any sort of like nudity, not for laughs, sort of, you know, gratuitous. And mm. I'm like, why is she in a bikini? Can anyone please tell me? Everyone else seems to be wearing clothes. All of the Oni have like full like her, suits. Her dad's, like, got a re- her, dad, her dad's got a real deep V going on. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so that's sort of like what? And then he seems to be really in love with this girl, like the the girlfriend or the girl who said that she's going to marry him. But at the same time, um, uh, he's a lech and he just checks out every girl who walks on the, you know, passes his. Yeah. Eye, and eye so why and- is, why is it a big deal? Like this other, like amazingly beautiful girl who can fucking shoot lightning and fly is going to marry you and you don't want to, like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I guess that, that's the biggest point. Is that, that makes no sense. She's gorgeous. She can fly in because she can shoot lightning. And you're like, mm, no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> kind of ki- like, kind of mm. kills the tension of the whole premise right there. But yeah. So yeah, I just, it was, it was fine. And I may, if you say, Hey, it gets really good or it gets better or something. I might go back, this but is, otherwise... Yeah. For me, it feels like history homework. Like, if I keep watching it, it's going to be for history homework. It's going to be, I never read this, and I'm never going to, because like I said at the top, it's 366 chapters long. It's 34 volumes. I'm never going to read it. That's my only qualm with Takahashi. She just goes on forever. <laughs> and yeah. every property she's ever done. I don't know if I've ever told this story, but when Inuyasha drops, I was like, I've never watched a... I have never watched a Takahashi show before. I'm getting in on the ground floor. Let me watch episode one. And then that jewel shattered into a billion pieces. And they're like, we got to get all the pieces. I'm like, fuck this show. You're never finding all them pieces. <laughs> Goodbye. It's going to be 900 episodes long. I was going to say, have they ever found all the pieces? Yet? I don't think they did. I think I talked to somebody who watched the whole thing and they were like, yeah, they kind of gave, they gave up that. <laughs> they gave that whole thing up. Um, uh. So it's, it's history homework. I, it's so beautiful and, and, twings a certain string in my nostalgia brain for that era of anime that I want to keep watching it but the comedy just just don't hit it's real basic ass crass edgelordy like comedy which I guess is a noble because it came from a woman originally but yeah Maybe this is just what she thought of men at the time. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, sure there, I'm sure there's a deep, uh, there's a deep academic text out there on what Takahashi's work on Ursa Yatsura says about Japanese men in the 1980s. But it's, uh, it was frustrating. Um, yeah. Moving on to the other pervert we got to know this season. Um, we we'll call it the uh, the doing. This was the doing it for the disco piece. Every time I get uh, motivated to do a anime preview, it's usually become. Because some massive property is making its debut, and that was certainly the case here. It is one of one of the big, certainly at Major Canadian Retailer, is one of the biggest series that we sell. And that is, oh man, you love a good show that just gives you the whole premise in the title, right? Uh, it's Chainsaw Man. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the tweet. It's a man who's a chainsaw. Um, this is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Tatsuki Fujimoto. Started in 2018. Um... Uh, 
Oh, random parts. First part ran to 2020, and the second part uh, began in July 2022. Um, follows the story of Denji, an impoverished young man who makes a contract that fuses his body with that of a dog-like devil named Pochita, granting him the ability to transform parts of his body into chainsaws. Denji eventually joins the Public Safety Devil Hunters, a government agency focused on fighting against devils when they become a threat to the world. Uh, this is a... The anime is produced by the Titans over at MAPPA. I said Titans too many times this episode. Um, the anime uh, is produced by one of the best in the biz, that being Studio MAPPA. Um, it debuted on October 12th, 2022. And like Kate said, has probably the banger opening credits of the season. Um, that song is so good. That song is so good, y'all. And should be said, the opening credits are just... Shots from other movies done with the characters of Chainsaw Man. Within minutes, there were videos on Twitter, like, juxtaposing the Chainsaw Man credits with supercuts of all the shots they lifted. Um, so if you're like, why is he polishing a bowling ball like the Big Lebowski? Uh, because it's from the Big Lebowski. And every shot in the credits is 90%, sorry, not all of them, but 90% of the shots in the credits are taken from other movies. Because the director really loves, mm-hmm. really loves movies. Um, this is Dude the Anime. <laughs> this is... This entire show, this entire premise just struck me as like doodles from the margins of <laughs> a metalhead's history textbook. Like, and he just, just wants to eat jammy toast does, and touch boobs. Does, What's wrong with that? He does Jordan? really want toast on. He does really want jam on toast and who among us. And also not for nothing. I, the one thing that'll keep me from watching this show is if Pochita's gone. <laughs> If Pachito don't come back, at least as a hallucination or something, I would die for Pachita. That's the takeaway, Caitlin. Pachito is in his heart. It is his heart. <sighs> Literally. It's a, it's a cute little dog with a chainsaw for a nose. Um, I am I am with this show. Uh, so, yeah, to that end, you liked the gore in Akaba Maid War. Yeah, I did. Not surprising anyone, a show about a man with a chainsaw coming out of its head. Also, also a little gory. Uh, so gory. So amazing. When I realized that he was going to murder all of those demon zombies, um, I was like, oh, yes, let's go. Let's do this. Why are you the way that you are? As you know me, as with everything, when it's the biggest thing in the world and I watch it and I'm kind of like, meh. And I am kind of like, meh. And I think that comes more than anything. I don't like the artwork of Chainsaw Man. Him. What? Chainsaw Man himself, cool, awesome, great. The demons, cool, great. The human characters, I think they all look samey sames and they don't really like impress but me. But tomato demon, Jordan. That's a demon. That that was awesome. That looked really good. But like when the public safety people show up later and they're just all like just people. Okay, one's got pink hair, and I know that girl with the with the horns is gonna turn up later on. Um it's just all kind of like bleh. It's gonna bleh, samey samesy. Um <sighs> You're ridiculous. Maybe. And it should also be said, the show looks like members of the animation staff died during the production of it. Like, it just looks like (laughs) it looks so good. It looks like they worked themselves to death to make this show. I hope no one did. I hope there was not a huge crunch on this show. But it's it is clearly the manga is a huge hit. So they threw money into this. And it shows. I enjoyed it so much. I'm actually sticking with it. Really? Really? First and second episode were great. Really? I haven't seen... Wow. <laughs> Friends, she always surprises me. I haven't even seen second episode yet. God damn. Um, 
I, yeah, I just, I mean, the character design, like they're, they're fine. Um, I'm so excited to meet all the new characters. Um, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know why I can't put it into words, but there were, I think it was one of those things where I was surprised again. Because he's not this sort of yelling. <laughs> He'll certainly do that. Well, I was. I he just he wasn't sort of this like yelling, angry, mm. um, like guy who could never get with a girl because he was like weak. Like he he isn't that character. He's a main character who's like sensitive and sad. Yeah, and he's just trying uh, his best. I will give I will give you that. It makes him atypical from the usual, um, you know, screaming shonen protagonist because. When you first meet him, yes, he's broke. He's inherited this debt that his father, his father was kind of a deadbeat and left him with this debt and the Yakuza are after him for it. He has sold parts of his body to try to like yeah. take the edge off. He sold an eye and a kidney. And, and he's not like grizzled and like, this is the worst life ever. He's just kind of doing his best and like has him and his dog. Like, are just yeah, like, like the scene chilling. where he's like, the scene where he's like, you know. My when he when he says his dream, it's like my dream would be to share toast on jam with you, jam on toast with you, my little dog. I'm like, all right, yeah. And he gives most of his bread to his dog. Yes, and like, yeah. Anyway, so I was, I thought that was really interesting, and he's very, um, he's a really honest character. Isn't the trope where he's trying to like hide things about himself mm. in in the second episode, there's a scene where the guy's like, what, did you not go to school? And he's like, yeah, no, I, I didn't go to school. <laughs> he's just very <laughs> honest about it. Like there's no, like he's no, there's no shame there. Right. Um, and I thought that was refreshing. Um, there is a scene and it, it may be, slightly trippy but the but horns girl does show up in the second episode and she kills a demon at one point and it's just like like damn i've murdered that demon like just i that energy it's like oh that's my energy um turns so, out i don't know i yeah. in her heart caitlin is also a 15 year old metalhead doodling in the side <laughs> doodling in the side I'm of her history really book. fascinated about boobs like we all know this um so yeah so i'm, I'm definitely gonna stay with it for the disco if nothing else and like like again like with spy family i've watched all of spy family do i love it yeah. no but it's i'm curious about it because it's one of the biggest series coming out of japan and so is this one so i'm definitely curious enough to check it out and like i said the money thrown at it is is a lot and it looks gorgeous mm-hmm. Friends, before we get into our last item, we do we do have a quick bonus because uh turns out Caitlin did watch the fifth show I had suggested that I thought uh, Raven of the Inner Palace was replacing. So I have not watched it, and Caitlin has, and that was Do It Yourself. Yeah. Which was a slice of life show about <laughs> girls in a crafting club. Yeah. Which, I mean, how wholesome does that sound? Kate, how was that show? Should I watch it? Yes, it was amazing and very warm. Oh it my gosh, your, um, your, your voice got squeaky. The... Your voice got squeaky, and that's always, <laughs> that's always the moment where I know a show hit. <laughs> Um, it was the, uh, heroines run the show of this season. Is it? Ah, fuck. So, okay. I and it just, time for that. you know what? You know what? I always like it when, when it's about friendship and about, <laughs> you know, girls who maybe don't have confidence, you know, gain some confidence and, and 
I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. What I mean, it's a very, it's a very passive thing. Like, will I right. go back every week as soon as the episode releases? No. If it's up there and there's like a couple episodes I haven't seen, yeah, I'll watch it. If you're going to watch Ch- a- Chainsaw Man, you see there's a new episode of this, you might watch it after. Yeah, like I, I might need an extra serotonin boost. So, what are they? Yeah, uh, so. What are they making? All kinds of things. Oh, um, and there's also a message about like maybe you 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 can get other people to make things for you, but it it, it doesn't have the sell, same self. You don't have the same sense of accomplishment. And really, do it yourself is about using what you've got and accomplishment and. Get, gaining confidence in your abilities, and we know we love stuff like that. Well, goddamn, that um, sounds precious. I'm going to watch this yeah. the second we're done, we're done recording. <laughs> ah, friends, though you may be listening to this and wondering why we, if Chainsaw Man is the biggest thing in the world right now, why did we not talk about that last? Well, friends, I knew there was an item I wanted to watch for this preview, and I was optimistic about it, but I did not expect it to be my absolute hands down favorite show of the season. Y'all, if you go to the show page of this podcast, you see a description that says Jordan likes superheroes and giant robots. It's right there. Yet we've never really talked about giant robots on this show very often, once in a while, but we never really get into it because I don't know. And I've certainly, despite loving giant robots, have never watched a Gundam show. Gundam is the the progenitor of giant robots in anime. And I've never watched a Gundam show. So when I learned a new one was dropping... And it had women in the leads. I was like, okay. <sighs> mm. This is Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Um, oh, no, 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 Jordan. That's not the name of the show. We'll get to it, Caitlin. Let me do the description. <laughs> Kirosenshi Gundamu Suise no Maho is a Japanese mecha anime series and the 15th mainline entry in Sunrise's long-running Gundam franchise. Directed by both Hiroshi Kobayashi and Ryo Ando and written by Ichiro Okuchi. Premiered October 2022. Uh, it marks the first mainline Gundam TV anime production in seven years since Iron-Blooded Orphans. That made me feel really old. I thought Iron-Blooded Orphans <laughs> dropped like two years ago. Um, the first TV series in the franchise to feature a female protagonist. The series revolves around themes of the dangers of emerging technologies alongside political corruption, criticism, capitalism, and revenge. What the fuck ever? It's Utena with robots, y'all. No, the name is Utena Revolutionary Girl Gundam. Okay? That is what it is. We all know this, and we love it. And I had heard this, and I was like, okay, that may be a little bit. No, it is literally fucking beat for beat Utena with Gundams. There's dueling. There's Rosebride shit. There's, like, evil corporation. And, but but it's, it's Utena without the fucked up symbolism, so it's easier to understand. It's very straightforward. Super straightforward. And also... And also, there is a great line where the main character, you know, she finds out she's now the... The holder. Um, the holder or the, well, the betrothed to um, the the girl. Sorry. And the, the, to specify, so she, our, our main character is at a private school. Um, she's there to learn to be a pilot. There's a huge c- corporal bureaucracy in charge of the world. And there's one, the head of the group... So there's all these corporations under an umbrella, a corporate umbrella and the corporate umbrella CEO, his daughter is who's up for grabs in these robot duels. Yeah. Sorry. What's her name again? I just, the main character or the, uh, no, the white haired girl, 
The white hair girl, yes, Murine Rembrandt is her name. Mirini? Murine. Murine. Okay. And who is our main Gundam girl? Our main Gundam girl is um, Suleta. Suleta Mercury. Okay. So Mirine tells Suleta, like, I am now, you're now my fiance. Like, we are now betrothed. And Suleta is like, what? That, but we're girls. And Miriam's just like, that's normal now. Like, maybe they don't have that on Mars. That's like, soup's normal now. And I was like, that's really nice. And it's, I feel like it's kind of like a, see, Utena was very important. Look how far we've come kind mm. of thing. Um, that this is like just, and it, and it's also kind of a cheeky like nudge about so- like, you know, this is, a common trope thing now. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I, I, um, I have a better plot synopsis here for the sake of the discussion. Um, in the year 110, whatever, the Van, the Vanadis Institute created an advanced man-machine system called Gund, which would advance humanity's desire to go to the stars. But after the world learned it was used in the development of mobile suits using the Gund format, after Ox Earth acquired the company and of its damage to its subjects, so that's the big thing. This company made Gundams, but they found out that Gundams essentially killed the pilots with the interface. Yes. Um, this all happens in a prologue, which looks nothing like the actual show, but is worth watching because it fills in some of these details. The mobile suit development council front ordered a permanent ban on the development of gun based technology, resulting in the destruction of the satellite research facility, killing everyone in it. Only two people narrowly survived mobile suit pilot, Elnora Samaya and her daughter, Eric Samaya. 12 years after the incident, uh, Eric now going under the alias Suleta Mercury transfers to whatever, whatever school of technology, an institute run by the Benerit Group. Upon arrival, she encounters a girl escaping the institute, Mirene Rembrandt, who wants to go against her father's Darwinian views over her and her, her and the group. As their paths cross in the academy with different ambitions and goals, Suleta will have to prove her worth as a pilot as she steps into the academy alongside the Gundam Ariel, a mobile suit built with forbidden gun format technology. One of my absolute favorite parts of the show is... Suleta's mom just being like, it's not a Gundam. And everyone's like, we know it's a goddamn Gundam. She's like, no, it's not. It's it's absolutely, I mean, listen, I I hate tying things back to to the legacy of 2016, but it's literally like, it's clearly a Gundam. No, it's not. Fake news. It's not a a Gundam. I don't know what you're talking about. And they're like, what? And she's just so adamant about it. And I, I feel like she's gaslighting them. <laughs> just being like, nope, not a, not a Gundam here. Girl, and they're like, no, we 100% know it's a Gundam. Girl, what's a Gundam? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. I don't know, um, I don't know her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, love the characters, love the character design. The big surprise was at the end of season, oh, sorry, of episode three was not expecting the, what we think of the main villain proposing. Right. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in episode, well, I guess it's, yeah, episode the, four. The analog, it drops on Sunday nights, y'all, by the way, just so, just so you know, Sunday, Sundays, oh, are, Sundays are when it drops. There we go. You can um, join Jordan and I on Sunday nights as we watch it. Y- y'all be watching House of the Dragon. No, fuck y'all. You should be watching this Gundam show. Um, the analogs to Otena are so overt and strong and like they didn't give oh, a yeah. fuck and i love that they didn't give a fuck they're like yeah court whatever utena was a good idea <laughs> let's yeah, just do and that also, they they change like it's not the same characters either right like utena the like the main character she's not like utena she's actually 
She doesn't, she's not interacted with a lot of people, she's, especially she's, people her own age. And she has goals, yes. like very much in the same vein as touch boobs, like go on dates, call, call friends by call nicknames. Call friends by nicknames. Oh my God, how adorable is that? And when she tries Get, one, she tries one on mirroring. It's like, that's not a thing. I'll come up with a better one. Yeah. Like she, she, again, she's, there's some self-confidence issues there, except when she's fighting. Mm. Um, Cause she, her and Ariel are like bonded. Um, and Meanwhile, Mirene um, is Mirene. not Ansi by a long shot. Doesn't she get slapped no. at one point and it's like, oh, bitch, it's fucking on now. Like, yeah, the, the whole cliche was that, you know, take a drink every time Ansi gets slapped in Utena. I think Mirene got hit once and she was like, I'll break your fucking arm. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, and, and though there is, they're both gardening, though her with her yes, tomatoes, she tomato she's like, don't fucking touch my tomatoes. <laughs> Um, which girl, I know I've grown tomatoes. I, I know how that feels. Um, they fucking squirrels. I will kill you. Um, they just, again, like the, 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 the characters, there is a little bit like, oh, you know, that character's going to be like a love interest and yes. this guy, but it also is about like, like kids standing up to their crazy parents. Um, Y'all, the one girl, her friend, the girl with the pink hair's name is Choo Choo for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. Which was the yeah. monkey in Utena. Like it's Yes it was. It's down to that. But I don't care. I love this show so much. The mech designs are gorgeous. The battle scenes are fantastic. The battle out. scenes are great. Oh man. That scene where she cuts his like blinking you miss it, she cuts his antenna. Mm. I was like, they both had it's because it's awesome because they both had like I'm going to win energy. Mm. They literally were both like, I cannot lose. And the stakes felt really high. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like, well, they kind of are. Cause it's all about like corporate, like takeover and stuff, but also they're just kids. <laughs> they're or, just teenagers. or just, you know, like, like the initial episodes antagonist, like him reckoning with like, Oh, y'all don't think I could win. Yeah. And they, his, his father and their company do all this cheating to either like, make it rain in the arena or to put in this autopilot algorithm. And he, that's ultimately what fucks him over. It's because his pride gets in the way and he shuts it off. Cause he's like, y'all don't think I can beat her. Um, yeah. And that's like, and then he proposes and then he when he gets the shit kicked out of him. Um, and I like the bit where like, you know, her, her, her ultimate, her ultimate move in the first episode is when the shield splits into all those guns, all those ladies, you know, beam weapons, um, beam weapons don't work in the rain. <laughs> So nope. you got to figure out something else. You're just, it's not reinventing the wheel. It's just fucking fun and well done and good. And yeah. I was not expecting a Gundam show to be my favorite thing that I watched this year, but it is, I am furious by the weight <laughs> every time it's, I, I binge it. It's the fastest 20 minutes. And then I'm sad that I have to wait a week. Yeah. So we watched the first two episodes and Cedar Correspondent Chris looked at me and was like, We have to go to bed, don't we? <laughs> I was like, We do. He's like, Are you sure? <laughs> I was like, Yeah, no, no. We it was really late at that point. We'd watched a, quite a few anime uh, animes at that point. So So I mean yeah, I, I feel the same. I'm I'm kind of like every time I'm on Crunchyroll, I'm like, Oh, come on. <laughs> like there's a lot of like, eh, I want more episodes on, of things, especially more. this. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's fantastic. Altogether, really stellar batch of stuff. Um, yeah, even, like I don't, I didn't hate anything. Like even um, Ursa, Pervert yes, Trick right. Number One. Like, 
that was like, yeah, it wasn't, it's a remake and I understand it's not for me. That's fine. But it was so beautiful, right? Like there, there have been amazing aspects. And if I had to watch something like a first season of something, I wouldn't be mad at any of them. Right. Um, so yeah, I, this is a great, a great roundup. Well, year. yeah, good, good job, Japan. Uh, Chainsaw Man, Gundam and, uh, Raven of the Inner Palace are all on Crunchyroll. Akiba Maidwar and Ursa Yatsura are on High Dive or the High Seas. Take your pick. And, um, and, and don't forget. Oh, um, do it yourself do, is on Crunchyroll as well. Do it yourself on Crunchyroll. I will check that out and I will update y'all next week on uh, if I concurred with Kate's assessment. And friends, what are you watching this anime season? Let us know over on Twitter.com slash GeekdownPod. If there's anything we missed, if there's anything, any sleepers you think we need to go back to that you think we would enjoy, let us know. Otherwise, I believe it's time for this beefy boy to wrap it up. Yeah. Anime is great, y'all. Thank you so much for spending an hour and change with us every week. <laughs> truly means the world to us. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And I hope you'll join us next week for another fantastic episode of Geek Down Podcast. Say something funny. I always say something funny. I am hilarious. So you can go fuck yourself. God fucking shit. No, it's true. Also, people that like.